0: up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com and yes you're still on to Tony's tech side we have a great conversation here I think you should get your listening cap on yes so in March 2018 African leaders from 44 African nations gathered at the African Union Summit in Kigali Rwanda and signed the Continental Free Trade Area AFCFTA treaty to create the world's largest single market since the creation of the World Trade Organization WTO you? Due to the coronavirus pandemic, the new date for the start of the agreement was moved to 1st of January 2021. The agreement aims to boost intra African trade by making Africa a single market with a population of 1.2 billion people and a cumulative GDP of over $3.4 trillion. It is estimated that the implementation of this agreement could increase intra African trade by about 52% by 2022 and double the share of intra African trade, which is currently at about 16% of Africa's exports by 2030. Under this agreement, would commit to removing tariffs on about 90% of goods produced within the continent. Now, this has generated a lot of conversation lately. The AFCFTA is set to transform the way business is conducted across Africa. We'd have GDP and employment growth. We're supposed to have a boost in intra-African trade. And trade barriers will be drastically reduced to increase industrialization and value addition on the continent continent to discuss what's in the afcfta for tech we have a seasoned professional with over 20 years experience in industry sector management he's serving as a group chief executive officer of africa industrialization Group Incorporation. he also doubles as a ceo md of season consults limited he's a pioneer executive chairperson and co-founder of the africa youth union commission ayuc he's not a person but carl or he? Welcome Carl. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, uh, Tony. The amount of growth maintained in internet connection year on year and the kind of transformation brought about by the adoption of mobile digital technologies in Africa is a clear indication of how technology is driving Africa's development. As this agreement slowly takes shape, the need to understand the role of tech and the benefits and prospects to the tech ecosystem is very important. In your years of experience and expertise in governance, corporate governance, business development, in industry creation, infrastructure management, greenfield, help us better understand the benefits of this agreement on a general term. As you have actually
1: introduced the entire topic, The essence is to ensure that we position Africa as a global leader in terms of trade, in terms of development, and in terms of industrialization. We believe that Africa is so, you know, so endowed with natural and human resources. Uh, The problem or the challenge we have been facing has been our inability to harness these potentials for the greater good of Africa. And what industrialization signals is that we need to boost productivity. But when we boost the productivity, do we have the market skills? to actually clear off the goods that we have produced. We have the competitiveness to rather than consume international or global or that outside of African products, exports, we consume our own. This brought about some of the issues that the African Union have been deliberating on, part of which has been industrialization, on the other hand, which is a project of the African Union. Another aspect has been the African mining vision, which means that the mineral resources for Africa would be used for the betterment and prosperity of the African nation. That not being said, all of these were encased in Agenda 2063, which is a 50-year blueprint or 50-year roadmap to argument and bring Africans together so that they can eliminate climate change, they can eliminate poverty, they can boost the GDP and reduce unemployment as well as create jobs. Not just only all of this, but to also facilitate and accelerate transborder and intra-Africa trade increase and boost regional integration and also allow the inflow of innovation to actually also impact our cultural DNA. Because we also understand that the essence of integration, why Africa has not integrated, was because there has been, I would say, differences in terms of borders, in terms of movement of persons, in terms of cultural exchange. All of these were some of the things that we were trying to, at the African Union level, see how they can stop and improve Africa. So coming back to what Tech, has in the new structure of the AFCFTA. Tech has a lot because tech is actually the driver of Industry 4.0 which means Industrial Revolution. Now, Africa is still managing if you ask me and truth be said is still managing to, to lead the second and the third Industrial Revolution but with the sort of tech individual tech savvy people tech industry and you know the old uh, stakeholders around tech in Africa they can actually live from from the second and third industrial revolution into the fourth industrial revolution because the new market system, the new market framework is actually driven and powered by Industry 4.0. And those who have the skills right now to actually develop innovations Bringing new app that can fast track intra-Africa trade, transborder trade are actually the tech guys. So, which means that technology play a role means that they need to increase in terms of what kind of app can fast track. Maybe perhaps payment settlement. What kind of app can track? You know, rules of origin. Rules of origin means that every product that is being produced in Africa should be recognized by the countries they come from. How can we now use tech? to ensure that there is a complete elimination of barriers. How can we now also use tech to boost an intellectual property? How can we use tech to ensure that the African continental food trade area, which is more like a single market framework, to feed over 1.2 billion markets, and also reap a GDP of 50% by 2025, not actually 2022, of well over $3.6 trillion. Now, tech, is the solution. What do I mean by tech is the solution? Tech is the solution because they need to design a deliberate mechanism and approach to ensure that there is a clear-cut demarcation between a mindset change of focusing on African innovation, African products, African services, as well as services that are coming from outside of Africa. Now, gone are those days where we think that made in China, made in America, made in the UK, is actually better than the products in Africa. The essence of the focus of technology industry or technology individuals or corporates is to ensure that they begin to build an ecosystem that can actually protect the African goods and services. They protect the African market, protect the African environment, and liberalize by developing a new application. Now, there's a need for harmony of this technology industry or technology institutions to harmonize, to ensure that the priority is placed on African development, African goods, African services. So, which means that what tech can come about is buy Africa, which is one, and facilitate a made in Africa, not just only in Africa, but globally.
0: Okay. Buy Africa and uh, facilitate um, pushing Africa to the global world. As a pioneer executive chairperson and co-founder of the African Youth Union Commission, AYUC, let's talk about competition and the challenge of small firms competing with big firms, which mainly are run by youths and mainly are in the tech ecosystem. How can SMEs benefit from the AFCFTA? Good
1: question. You see, Three days ago, I actually not just fully co-facilitated the African Business Forum organized by the African Union, where I was also a co-panelist. We talked about young SMEs helping them to live to become African champions, not just global champions now, but African champions so that they can compete locally, compete regionally, and also compete globally. Now, the essence, what I actually put forward, which I put forward to the chairperson of the African Union, was that there is need, for us to encourage the national corporate, the African corporate, which are the big companies, the multinationals, to support and finance and bet on SMEs who, who are growing. Now, if you look at Paystar, for instance, Paystar was an SME that was actually bet upon. There companies who came in, which those companies are known as African corporates, They came in, they supported the, the group, and today, Paystar is a phenomenal payment settlement system in Africa, So, which means that You can buy commodity in uh, in Kenya, and your buyer, your seller is actually from Nigeria. You can get your money locally in Nara, whereas he pays in Kenya shillings. So the essence of what these SMEs can do now, what the corporate can do, which we are still encouraging, is to actually support local SMEs, to support African-designed SMEs, African-made SMEs, SMEs owned by Africans. How, recently, maybe in the last couple of 10 years, the Tony Lumelu Foundation, the TEF program, has helped in building the capacity of SMEs in Africa not just only building the capacity, it has also helped in refrogging them from assessing facilities. What I mean by facilities, whether facility by logistic facilities, by digital finances, or any other facility in terms of networking. All of these things has been the challenge of SMEs before now. But SMEs before now has been overstretched, which means their innovation was not given priority attention. But now, the African Union the regional economic communities and private sector in Africa has now focused on building and developing, mentoring and supporting local SMEs. But what we need to do now to increase the support is to ensure that we do a what we call effective conducive mapping of SMEs existing in Africa. Right now, the challenge now is that we do not know the number of SMEs in Africa. The market, there is a new platform, the AFCFTA online trading platform that has just been designed and launched it was launched to support and entertain local SMEs who are going to be trading in the market after doing their KYC and they have actually listed their product on that market dashboard they are now supposed to be trading with themselves trading among Africans where corporate individuals like the likes of UBA the likes of Econet the likes of MTN the likes of Dangote can assess them because not everything the corporate can produce not everything the corporate can assess now the support mechanism is that the smes are actually going to be the one to cascade it, to domesticate the services and products of the large corporate so which means the corporates are to ensure that at the policy level they ensure that they provide a level playing field for young smes so what we have done so far is to do a conducive mapping which was sponsored by the African Industrialization Group Incorporated and driven by the African Youth Union Commission. The reason was that we actually started from North Africa and West Africa because Africa is a big place, it's 55 countries. What we did was to conduct what we call assessment to the national coordinating SME agencies. Like in Nigeria, we have SMIDA because there are SMEs who are not even registered. That is why the SMIDA in 2016, I mean, encouraged and advised the government on how they can leverage on cutting the amount of registration of CAC. So which means that to regularize and legalize your company, you need to pay certain amounts before. But that amount was reduced. We was support and leverage on the SMEs to be able to scale up their activities, list up in any of their SME dashboard and begin to access the facilities that are made for them whether at the national level, at the local level, but at least they must have been registered. Because before now, more than 16 million million SMEs in Nigeria were not registered, but after 2016 forward, more than 20 million SMEs have been registered so far by Nigerians. So which means that the government is also going to be creating facility for them. There is also going to be a private sector, you know, non-state and state actor collaboration to provide SME support for this SMEs. So SMEs are the only drivers of trade and industrialization on the continent. SMEs are the ones that can facilitate and all year, the activities of the single market framework that we have talked about, either existing as an intra africa trade. Or existing as a transborder trade system. SME is the way. And without SME, Africa cannot grow. And we need SMEs to leverage on technology, to leverage on local innovation, to leverage on connect and corporate diplomatic governance to ensure that we not only trade within our country, we trade within our region and also trade at the level of intra Africa. Okay, thank, thank you very you, much.
0: Thank you, Carl. So you mentioned something about the Africanness of the groups and organizations and the Africanness of these SMEs. Carl, most tech investors are from the Western countries, or rather, they are non African. Should there be any concerns for especially SMEs in the tech ecosystem getting investors from Western countries? Does it reduce their Africanness? What exactly makes up an African SME or an African, let's say, firm? The
1: era of business activities right now does not just only limit us to trading in Africa alone. There's all cultural trade liberalization, which means you have the tendency to trade at the national level, continental level, and also at the global level. That is why so many agencies have also designed what we call international cooperation and partnership. So which means that there are so many companies who are non-African companies that are interested in the resources and manpower of Africa. In that way, what uh, many agencies, like my own agency, the African Industrialization Group, have also designed, is to ensure that we moderate the activities within the continent to ensure that Africa-owned companies benefit more and are also key players in the field, so that at the end of the day, there are no practices that will be brought into the market to sideline and actually downscale the efforts of uh, local SMEs. What my organization has also done is to ensure that we begin to reach out to critical stakeholders, companies and multinationals, particularly corporate uh, multinationals, or I can call them African companies, to see how they can bet on local SMEs, to increase competitiveness. And remember that competition actually brings innovation. And I can assure you that African tech that we are seeing today now, young people in the university, young school leavers, as well as people who have actually designed a nationalistic or or sub-regional tech ecosystem, have now started leveraging on innovation. There are innovations today that even the Chinese cannot even dream of. There are innovations today. We know that innovations actually from what they are saying came from there. But you see, academics and intellectual property is not it's not the prerogative or the monopoly of any nation in the world. So which means that African have the capability... From what I have seen, Africans, particularly young Africans who are in the tech sector, have been developing very fantastic and amazing innovation. This innovation, when you begin to add it into the gimmicks of trade, into the organogram or the mechanism of trade, can not just only facilitate trade, but will also boost our GDP. Because the essence of supporting these uh, local SMEs is to be able to boost the overall African GDP and create jobs. Because when you create jobs and boost GDP, you will see that the per capita of countries will increase rather than you know having to face a uh, you know crisis within the continent in terms of uh, inflation in terms of uh, the naira going against the dollar or the dollar going against the uh, Kenyan shillings those things will be eliminated because right now we have seen or found out how the tech system can develop a payment settlement yes paystack is doing it flavor is doing it african bank has just come up with a uh, with a regional uh, I would say quality standard that has also integrated a payment system that is not enough with the number of population that we have over one point two two billion people we need to begin to encourage to invest in the capacity building
0: of tech savvy individuals who can come up with innovations that can compete not just solely in Africa but globally it's been a very engaging conversation so far we'll take a short break right now when we return we'll go deeper into uh, things like data sovereignty payment platforms and payment solutions, uh, other ancillary tech sectors, and uh, how the tech ecosystem can fully leverage the gains of this agreement to scale up and to make sure it positions itself as uh, the leader and the driver of this whole conversation. Tony Sexside, will be right back. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the shows here on africatechradio.com.